What's up, PJ? We're back, baby. We're back. Drake is still undefeated. We're still the greatest team in the Midwest. Which I actually have not dove into their schedule to see if they have it. Do they have any do they have any ranked teams in their entire schedule this year? Well, on the NBC message boards, everyone thinks that because they've been avoiding Loyola, well, it was the rivalry game. Let's just say that. Yep, and that's next Saturday. Move to ESPN two. Saturday, Sunday, doubleheader. I w- I think the college, ba- which NBA is doing it too, but the college basketball back to backs are very. They throw me off. It's weird. I think it's smart that they're doing it. Oh, but... I 100% get why they're doing it, but my peanut brain is not conditioned to understand any of that. But, no, they do not have any uh, other ranked teams. I'm nervous about the UNI games because that's just built yeah, in. Yeah, let's play them tough, yeah. Scar tissue. But I think UNI is just ostensibly bad now, so that should be fine. Boyle is, is the challenge. Have you watched much college basketball this year? No. <laughs> so, I don't really either. I, I've watched Drake, and I have caught – I've put games on in the background, like mid-Saturday afternoon when I'm, I'm just – sitting there and I'm like I just need something there's a buffer when there's not soccer on and then the weekends when there's not soccer and or it ends and I just want something on just to see but I can't say I've actually watched it um, I also realize more and more after my declare I was like how true my college fandom basketball fandom just left with Zion Williamson like yeah it was that was it uh, I knew it at the time and it has not there's been nothing that sucked me back in after that it was just I was self-actualized in the moment to realize that man they're done this is the most I'm ever going to care about college basketball again in my entire life it's kind of sad it, it's Sort of, but I mean, it's weird to think about because of how much I remember and know how into it I was from the age of like from fourth grade through at least it. I mean, it wavered a little bit, I think, post graduating from college, but from sense of, <laughs> you could say like 2004 to about. Yeah, 2014. So there's a good 10 year run where I would watch just nothing but college basketball. It would be difficult for me to have said, I think I would have said I like the NBA more, especially probably by 2010. NBA, I, I, I watched more, I cared more about NBA basketball. Um, but for a good portion, like January to March, that was college basketball was just uh, probably December after Christmas through yeah March Madness was that was the I'm just obsessed with it and now I just couldn't give a shit 
But it's funny because what would I, need to what would need to happen for it uh, to even compete? Do you think them openly pay players and bid? And I I, I don't know. Like I think it, is, it would need to be cooler. I I don't know how they make it cooler, but they're like college football. Though I will say, same moral issues with some of it, but at the same time, I. Besides this season, like any previous season, I, I find myself still very intrigued by college football. And I can't pinpoint why. You're still very intrigued by, by yeah, football? I, I find I find college football very fascinating. I, if it's if it's only I mean a lot of it's SCC, it's I mean there's just I, I don't know. I, but like I watched every Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow. I my love for Joe Burrow just grew from that LSU season. Um, we gotta, t- we have to talk about the big announcement this week. That it, now that we've already started dabbling into this. Yeah, I, I, I thought that's where you were kind of leading this down. This wasn't my intention, but but I'm excited to but talk we're here about now, this folks. because this is this is. This is the I've number been one waiting for this moment, <laughs> bro, my life. This is the most exciting video game news that I've had. And I've looked online monthly, just doing a Google search. Is there any traction to an NCAA football game coming back? Hasn't been anything. And then all of a sudden EA dropped some amazing news. I think this was Tuesday. Maybe oh, Lord. NCAA football is coming back for next gen. And uh, this is a basketball podcast, but I don't think we care. This is a very important thing that we have. Culturally, a lot of people understand the importance of this. Yeah, so I would uh, – two things. What was your initial reaction? Then also, why did you love 2014 so much? 2014. NCAA football 2014. Uh, that was the last one that came out. Why did I love it so much? Yeah. Because it was the last one. Yes, but – I, okay, so I guess what I'm getting at is I loved it not just because it was the last one. I loved it because it was the best one. It was my favorite football game. I don't like, I honestly would rather play yeah. that over any of the Maddens that have come out between then and now. I have. I mean, I've, I have frequently, I will, I will dip my toe, which is probably the most upsetting thing, though, of said quarantine is that. I was waiting for this my NCAA just kit to just happen, and I've I've somehow been able to to starve it off to this point of desperation. I'm not sure. Um, I think getting a play, pay, uh, PlayStation Five is probably what uh, derailed some of that. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I started Which like is a, fair. a, a I, I think if I had not started a a Madden league. In the time of quarantine, that probably would have pivoted to um, that that time and obsession with that. I probably would have actually just delved right into a uh, into some sort of NCAA league type thing. It uh, game is amazing though. Uh, I think fourteen. I think twenty twelve and. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember which one. Will, if it was. Was it Vince Young on the cover? Maybe it was 2006. No, nah, I wasn't. If it was the Vince Young cover or um, the 
think that was a. I'm trying to. I I feel like it was the one with the Vince Scott Young cover was a like an early one where I was like, oh, this game is 2007. Yeah, maybe it's 07 as well. But the last is, like couple iterations of, um, of it. I mean, 14 they figured out so much of it. And the worst part about 14 though of playing it because they they did do so much in terms of getting it to a stage where I was like, oh, this game is. The, the the biggest tease and the, the worst part of the timing with the NCAA stuff, though, is they were literally a year away. We'd gotten one more year, and, like, the year after the game stopped is when college football playoffs began. Then they started the play, And that's, like, the one thing with NCAA that has never been there. Is if Just you like, could have – If BCS you, is going to fuck me again. Yeah, that's – like, I would – I was – you <laughs> – I didn't trust the NCAA BCS ever. It was worse than the actual BCS. I think the actual BCS, there's definitely an argument to say that most of the time it got it right. But it's it's hilarious because you know you're you're watching ESPN and after they've revealed the BCS rankings, you'd be like, God, why like why is why is so and so head coach so pissed off that they're ranked fifth? Like this is this is they clearly should be ranked fifth, but then you'd go play NCAA and you'd be like ranked sixth and you'd be undefeated and you'd be like, what the heck? How is this possible? Yeah. Like this, this is not fair. Oh man. Amazing. I think that there was one that only, I, I can only recollect one season that I played that I went undefeated and it was, they were just like, yeah, you're ranked third. You're not, you're not going to be in the national championship game. And I was like, okay. I'd like won it for the previous season went undefeated. Like, yeah, you're ranked third. Uh, but sometimes, you know, but, you, went into, you went into those seasons in it, you're like season five. You're just like, you know what? We lost some, we lost a good senior class. I didn't do the best recruiting. It's going to be an uphill battle. And <laughs> sometimes third, you're like, you know what? This sucks. I think I, I, I could have beat one or two because I'm that good at this. But yeah, on paper, I'm probably three. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate I, thing in all of this is that it's likely not going to come out until a year, two, three years down the road, which is difficult to digest. That's no, tough. No. Um, see, here's the issue. And this is what really great because <laughs> I didn't see it for about eight hours after I, I didn't know until you had sent a follow up yeah. on this. I did not know. <laughs> My opinion is this, NCAA football franchise, you're going to, I'm going to say it, you're going to cock tease us with a fucking announcement. Here's the issue I have. From 2014 to now, you couldn't have just been like dabbling around as like, what if? You couldn't have been working on it, been proactive, and had something ready to go. And furthermore, why would you make the announcement? You know, two to three years uh, you're not technically back. You're 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 thinking about being back. John Wick didn't say in the first act, "I think I'm back." He said it when he was actually back. Well, I guess here's another piece: is that I would be 100% fine if you just said, "Take Madden 22 and just like put NCAA stuff, add the recruiting in. Give me that." I mean, like, even, if, right. even if it's not exact, like I actually, one thing that I've always like EA deserves a ton of EA has put out some good games. They put out some not good games. FIFA, 
I haven't played this year's. I've never been a huge FIFA guy. People love FIFA. People love Madden. NBA Live is dead. Pretty much dead. Did they officially kill it? I don't even know if they came out with one this year, but no one plays it. And, but this was a game that, like, it was always cool because you had an NCAA game to partner with Madden. You could import your draft classes. Those were the... And there were distinct differences in gameplay between NCAA football and Madden. Like, NCAA always kind of felt like it was a little more raw and unrefined, like college football is compared to pro football. And it was, it's really cool, but I gladly forego that for a year if you could just get me the game faster. Um, now, EA, I'm sure if there's a I way that know. they could make this work, they would because they know that this is going to like print money for them. Uh, but here we are. I um, want them to do it right. Like, I don't have a problem with that, but you should have, I'd like to be get like there, that image EA released, it should have been, should have said, NCAA college football is back coming August 2022. Well, let's say – here's a question for you, PJ. Let's say hypothetically they've been trying to kind of work through some legislative issues and being able to bring the game back. Would you rather have them announced in 2021 and then it comes in 2023 or would you rather them hold off on announcing until the game is ready in 2023 and then it comes out in 2023? Cause I'm so glad that they're telling us now something to look forward to. I'm glad to. to know, but I, I, but they didn't, I would say they intentionally left out some information for others to fill in later. Whereas, oh, kept it vague. They didn't, I immediately did a Google search of like, all right, let's, you know, what's the release date? What are the details here? I mean, the timing of it though. I mean, when you're releasing it in, in like, beginning of February, I'm immediately assuming, oh, this is coming out in July uh august time like it, you used to do it that's you're just getting me ready to go because you've got something in the hopper ready to announce but if it's gonna take you a little more time i don't actually have a problem with it but you should kind of let me know i agree <laughs> everyone knows i don't think there's a single person who's seen that and uh, had to immediately assume that it was coming out no one was like oh i wonder if it's gonna come out this year or next year or what i think Everyone immediately saw news and thought, first off, oh, it's coming back right away. I was thinking, yeah, August, 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 August it's going to come back with Matt, yeah. was, my, was yeah. my thought. This is something we've been waiting for for seven years. And on top of it being the shittiest last year or so ever, I mean. Yeah, it would have been really nice if they could have released that. What would have been even more nice is it's going to be released just, on HBO Max. They should have just come out with the game that day. Yeah, even better. I would have blown my mind. I would have. You know, you, you know what you could have done also is just next gen made it so we could play fourteen for right now. Like screw it. Could you do something that we could play the old one like on on our current stuff? They would have to update the rosters because the big thing that they're no, doing now no, is that wouldn't. they're. There are no ties to real players. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, yeah, you're right. There's so you couldn't players. just have Denard Robinson and playing for Michigan, or you couldn't have – I forget what number Denard Robinson, but someone that looks just like Denard Robinson yeah. in NCAA football. They'd have to, like, completely revamp everything. Yeah. But that doesn't seem that hard. 
in seven years, I think they could have figured that out. <laughs> if they, they could get a team and they could have that updated very fast, like unquestionably. All you have to do is like randomly generate different numbers and different characteristics for each player on each team. Yeah. Pick it out. That's actually a very good idea. They should make that happen. Anyway, let's pivot to NBA. That's enough talk on NCAA football. <laughs> Uh, although I could talk about it for days. Um, let's talk about uh, old steroid ass and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, and uh, Ridiculous. So I, I actually, to this point, still have not seen really what led up to this happening. But, you know, we had courtside Karen and the whole spiel with uh, Lakers versus Hawks earlier this week, and it was ridiculous. And she went on a rant and later apologized. And it turns out that, um, I, I don't know if it's her husband or her husband. Her. She, she made it very evidently clear. Old Sarah ass is she's Mrs. Old Steroid ass. Well, good for her. Uh, what was your reaction to all this? Um, Pretty funny. I think the immediate part was just the the simple fact of like, oh yeah, we're, we have court, we have fans courtside. That makes total sense right now. Um, then the fact that, yeah, the, the second layer being then the foot people that are actually wanting to and are attending those decide to get an incident with LeBron. Um, I did not watch like a ton of, I was like kind of flipping between that game and um, I forget what games we bet on Monday night, but um, <laughs> those games. We had some our betting interests that I was I was more, but uh, in the breaks I was going to this game. Nets, Nets over. Yeah, I think I was watching the Nets game, but and then we had then we had I, the we had the Jazz and we had the Celtics. Yeah, I, I don't know what was lining up directly with the Lakers Hawks game, but I was going back and forth of that and definitely missed the section where this occurred. And as I was flipped to, I. Let's just say the Nets game. I think it was probably the Nets game because I was pretty sure we weren't going to get that to hit, but we did because we're good at luckying out. Um, well, it's funny because I'll <laughs> tell this quick aside. Uh, I have been looking at the wrong source when it comes to betting lines yeah. for overs, unders, and the spread, although the spread hasn't really been a problem. Um, it's always been within a half a point or so, but apparently – uh, whatever line I was looking at was about 10 points off the over under. So I was like, this is sick. We just hit. And it was like a minute left. Yeah. I I, look, I was checking the score periodically and uh, the Nets, Nets Wizards were like, I don't know, 28 points away from the low number that I was thinking the over under was with like five minutes left. So I was like, oh shit, like this is going to be cutting it kind of close. And then I looked later and they had kind of a scoring barrage to end the game and ended up smashing the over, but. Well, it helped that they were doing like, just like so many fouls happening to keep the time off of like not letting anyone hit, make threes and just shooting free throws that that's what saved us. But, um, but yeah, so I was, I was very focused on that. And when I flipped, like, so I missed a section where this altercation occurred, but as I was watching the Nets game, uh, I was on Twitter and all of a sudden I see this, this, what looks to be a, uh, a woman that is a Bratz doll come to life uh, saying how she's going to fuck LeBron up. And I was, 
I was very like, what the hell? Like, what happened? We just got kicked out of the game, and LeBron was insulting my husband. And, um, you know, she just wanted to get her 15 minutes of fame. Cool. Uh, LeBron said that they should he didn't think they should have gotten kicked out. Um, I get in some way why they did. Probably, I mean, I would kick her out just because you took well, her you mask can't be- down. Yeah, but, that's exactly what I was going to say, is that you can't be on, like, you're already well, first arguably you're should not be, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. And you're ter- you're taking your face mask down, which I, I have no idea if they have, like, testing protocols for people that are on the court. I can't imagine they do. That's Here's the- my thing. Why are they even there? Well, um, I, ag- I agree with that. I just mean, I'd feel a little better about if it was like, yeah, you have to get... You have to take a rapid test right beforehand, and like the Hawks had them available, that would that in itself would be a bit of a problem. But anyway, I just feel like not really worth it. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I found it hilarious, and the demographic of type of person that this woman and her husband is is just like people you don't like. No one interacts with this type of person. At, like, you might go years without interacting with the type of person that this demographic is, um, except if you're in like Miami or um, Las Vegas or probably parts of LA and Atlanta, like uh, where you just, you will in a large public gathering or public spaces, this type of just like, when you see them, you look and go, you're not a real person in the sense that like you are a (laughs) caricature of what someone thinks a person should look like in an attractive sense but you look ridiculous and that's what that woman looked like and her husband who also got discovered has had quite a hard on for LeBron in the past of like a game when LeBron was still with the Cavs and he was sitting courtside and LeBron like sat on his phone because he put his phone on the scores table or something and lebron was there and there's like a picture of him like folding his arms and and frumpy and lebron's just been in this dude's head so he's just a lebron hater uh yeah nba questionable some some contradicting covid protocols calling him old steroid ass that was funny hilarious i i saw that was immediately like lebron just another like just another notch in the win column i don't consider lebron a very good shit talker like you don't really hear a lot of good shit talking stories about lebron but i think it was a good it was a low-hanging fruit good solid he he hit the hit the mark on it but uh agreed it, it was also funny his comments where he was like, "I thought I was interacting with a, a, a father and his, his daughter," and then he she said husband, and I was, I was surprised. Just I would be too. It's a it is a tad jarring, uh, but I wanted. To, I know that we didn't even have this on the rundown, but the All Star Game is official. Yeah, that's happening. More in money. March. Yeah, we gotta do it. Gotta do it. We're talking about the how they shouldn't the NBA shouldn't be, which maybe the NBA. I mean, the NBA could they definitely could control this, but I'm sure they are leaving up to the teams to determine if they can have people courtside or not. 
but the NBA wants to have an all-star game. De'Aaron Fox was 100% straight up with how he felt about it today and said he thought it was dumb. I'm paraphrasing, but it is dumb. And this is not the time for something like this. Um, I'm just, I'm really happy the NBA is playing. It's awesome. And I get why they didn't, they're not in a bubble because that's really hard for the players and their families. And it has definitely taken a toll on the season already. Could get worse. Hopefully not with the vaccines, but damn. I, I mean, I would say also having an all-star game gets criticized. We don't need to have an all-star game this year. We can skip it. So, okay. Um, yeah, I would say not to get, delve back into this, but them deciding to have this all-star game furthers my a lot of my argument in some regards in, in terms of like they would gladly take a vaccine if they just get the vaccines. If you're gonna do this, get everyone that's gonna be there a vaccine. In the grand, like I don't know what numbers, whatever they're looking at in terms of attendees there, but if you're really going to do this, I think it's stupid to do this without ensuring everyone in the league is that of importance. And overall, like that number percentage wise versus like how many vaccines they'd actually, like it wouldn't be that big of a number. I mean, if they asked for yeah, 2000 vaccines like that in and of itself, isn't like really impacting availability in a lot of areas, if they if they go out and buy them themselves, or purchase two thousand vaccines from Pfizer or something, go for it. Yeah, I don't really have any other comments on this. I'm just really disappointed that it's official and that it's happening. And um, this is coming from someone that I've always been a defender of the All Star Game, even in the years that it's been bad, and it's been good the last two years since they've changed the format. Mm. And I love the dunk contest. I love a three-point contest. I love everything about that entire weekend. Don't want it in 2021. This is dumb. But speaking of the all or an all-star game, we should talk about the Nets a little bit because we've seen we now have a bigger sample size of the Brooklyn Nets, and they had a terrible loss against the Wizards last week, where Beal and Westbrook hit back-to-back threes with less than 10 seconds left and ended up putting them up one when they were down five. (laughs) But damn, the Nets offense is awesome. That team, that team is going to be, if they can get stops in the playoffs, they are going to be a problem. I think Harden has fit in super well with them. Kyrie has been so good. Their win against the Clippers, I thought was their best win as a group thus far. Uh, The Clippers have been great this season. Um, I'm just, I'm, I still think that they're going to get a buyout guy to give them depth at center. And when they do, if they can get, if they can stay healthy, they get another big, the Nets are going to be awesome, man. KD is like full powers. KD Harden has looked awesome for them. He's like the last couple games, his shot selection is good. He's not shooting a lot. He's just getting easy. But he's getting easy looks almost every possession that he's the primary yeah. ball handler. I, I mean, I just think it's simply fascinating of how well they can score and how 
awful they are on defense. It is, they're not stopping anyone. Anyone at all. I mean, it shouldn't even be bad. They should not be bad at defense. Like Kevin Durant is is capable of being above average defensive player. And James Harden is a better defender than he yeah, Kyrie is probably the, the worst part. I mean, they signed Iman to Shumper to like help me, you know, some. I think they're just going to be in yeah, until the buyout market happens. I because I, I don't see them actually being able to make a trade at this point to bring a defensive guy in. I think they're just like banking on the buyout market to fill in some of this. They might be able to trade for a big is probably the thing they can afford the most. Um, and they need, cause the DeAndre Jordan thing is not happening. That's just not a thing, which we all kind of saw all of this happening when the trade happened. I don't think anyone is super surprised by these results, but at the same time, it is shocking to see probably the, Greatest offense ever assembled, statistically and in some regards, viewing right now being awful. If they were just average, if they could just be an average defense, they would be incredible. Yeah, they would be, but they're very bad. Uh, I, I don't. I think that they're going to still trend closer to league average in this sense. I think that they're going to show better signs. I, I don't know, man. They're, they're like a must watch night tonight though. They're, they're awesome to watch. It's so much fun when KD, if KD starts doing like, all right, I'm going to take like 12 shots tonight and I'm just going to take shots that are 100% in rhythm and that I, on my spot, he's going to shoot like 80% from that. And, he, and they're just going to be unstoppable because Joe Harris is just knocked down. Like, chalk him up for hitting three, four, five threes a game. Uh, and Kyrie and Harden, if they can stay healthy, they don't have to play those guys a ton. They can take possessions off because Kyrie is just a one-man wrecking ball. Like, he doesn't need a lot. He can still dish it out, but – Man, I, I, it's been a joy having him back and being able to see him play basketball again. Like, I, you didn't really get to see it totally. Like, the one game that sticks out was the opener against the Timberwolves last year. His first game as a net where he dropped, like, I, I don't know if he ended up with 50, definitely 40. It was just unstoppable. And he was like that against the Clippers. Uh, yeah. He just has these flashes where he is – like, yeah, like net one one possession, and it's a step back three from Harden. Another one is ISO Kyrie. The other one is hitting hitting KD on the baseline, open look, automatic. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, I really would make the argument that they're them having the ball go through Harden is the best for for that offense. Um, which is weird. which is weird well i'm saying it's weird because i agree with you i want to say it should be Kyrie, but they're they look so good when the when harden is the primary ball handler uh and i i'm very impressed from Kyrie's standpoint of being able to score and find his role within this as long as that progresses, but yeah, I mean, 
you can't argue with the offensive results. I mean, shout out to betting every Nets game over um, from now till they can actually get someone to stop the other team. That Wizards game was the pinnacle of it all, though, where you just – you see that score, you see the game, and I think to transition from that to see how they played against um, the – I'm having a brain fart. Who did they just play on Monday? Clippers. Clippers, thank you. Jeez. Um, you see them against the Clippers, and they're literally like, – their defense is – we're going to follow you so you can't take a three-pointer because we know we're going to give one up and we can't in this moment. Honestly, it's they bizarre. should just play zone. They should just probably play zone and just screw it. Like You're probably better off that way. Yeah, depending on the team. But if you're playing someone that's not going to light it up from three and just completely space the floor, like, yeah, maybe, dude. I don't know. I I don't have any answers. I still think that they're 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 going to make a trade. They're going to make a signing. They're going to be fine. Um, but damn, they're fun to watch. Uh, a team that I don't particularly find fun to watch, but has been really good this season. Not looking forward to this segment, but we probably need to talk about it. Utah. They are sixteen and five now, um, and have been really just really impressive. Um, very surprised to see them at where they're currently at. They're number one in the West, uh, 16 and five Clippers, 17 and six Lakers, Nuggets, Grizzlies, and down the line. They are, I don't have net rating up in front of me, but they've been an amazing defensive team which you'd expect they happen historically because uh, of Gobert. Um, yeah, they are number five in adjusted defensive rating. To me, that it's been Conley. Like that's that is the that is the one variable that's been different this season. Uh, they have by and large avoided huge COVID outbreaks, which is ironic considering this is where it all started last year. But uh, Gobert has been Gobert. Mitchell has just been normal Donovan Mitchell, getting you 23 a night, playmaking. Jordan Clarkson has been well worth the money for them, which I think most people like were very confused about that signing. Including I was a fan of it, but – you were not a fan of it. You were I'm a fan not. Of it. I, I've Jordan Clarkson's playoff run with the Cavs is he's ne- he just never going to come back yeah. after that. Jordan Clarkson, seventeen points a game, shooting ninety-seven percent from the free throw line, <laughs> shooting fifty-seven percent from two, and just under, uh, just over thirty-eight percent from three. He's been awesome for them he's probably going to win sixth man of the year especially if he keeps that up and you have that and you have Conley and this team is just filling it up they've been great we should talk long term I'm interested to hear your long term take on the Jazz too though because they are Well, so I feel like this run they've been on though I would equate very similarly to was it, I guess, three seasons ago now with them? 
or maybe two, where they had an amazing – I feel like it was March through, um, like, end of April. Like, they just finished out the season. They just had an amazing, like, end of February to about, like, middle of, of April. They just – I mean, they had a crazy run to close out. Um, go And then just, like, got into the playoffs and just flopped, sort of. Uh, I, I mean, they're really well – put together t- and just from a standpoint of the construction of the team concept, everything, it is well thought out and it, but in this run for them vastly above expectations. But I think this is clearly like a case of front office having a vision and the, the product on the court matching it. Um, I think this is like the team and how they're playing right now is what they were trading for when they like were hoping for when they got Mike Conley. Uh, and it is just things are clicking for them right now. Having said all that, I, I do wonder with, I mean, immediate, the, the damper you put in is like injury wise, this team has always had problems with that and having guys being available. Um, you have something like that occur. And, and I think some of that changes and it it's great that they're doing this right now but i kind of was trying to bring up that initial example of them from a few years ago i don't know if they can sustain it though in context of and at the same time like these type of teams see the box we've seen it with so many regular season teams where yeah it works really well in the regular season they have definitely struggled in playoff series though, when they're in a, in, in the middle of a playoff series and like, can this translate into a back and forth series with a team and you're playing them consecutive nights? Um, I'm not sure because outside of Donovan Mitchell and if Mike Conley is your second playmaker and like go-to option, that's great. But if one, if those guys, those guys have to be so good the entire time if that makes sense. And I, I just, I would still, it's call it lazy, whatever, but I, I, I just I think it's true. Like you put them up against the Lakers in a seven game series. I think Anthony Davis, LeBron James end up outplaying them in most cases. I dude, it just depends. It just is all going to boil down to if Donovan Mitchell responds to Shaq's comments, you know, can he carry a championship team? We'll see. That was hilarious. I shout out Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, it was a great response by him. Yeah. I mean, what else are you supposed to say if you're him? Yeah. I'm a Shaq defender. I, he is my, he is my favorite basketball player. I love Shaq. He's the man. And I have liked him on TNT. Um, Dude, I, Donovan Mitchell just dropped like their six, points and win and i know that like shaq in his prime would do that on the reg and he might not think that's a huge deal but like if you're still sealing games dropping 36 points you don't need to be put on the spot immediately afterwards um dom mitchell's a, a star he's awesome like oh yeah that was crazy but i i don't i don't know i mean i i'm with you though like i don't really think that the jazz are all of a sudden to be, they shouldn't be really looked in a different light because of how they're playing right now. It's 
all I can I can say with it is, and I think we, it's just sort of where I assess a lot of this now, where them doing this in the regular season, if they ended up in a playoff series with the Lakers and beat them, I could not for the life of me be surprised by that because they clearly put the work in and showed a capability of like, a, a level of play that would justify them being a threat to the Lakers. I I would just say in the last 10 years of the NBA, especially though, like we've seen time and time again, you go back to like the Budenhoser Hawks, the last couple Bucks teams. I mean, the Chicago bull. I mean, there's so many of these teams were like great in the regular season, just because they are because of depth and because of coaching and just on a night to night basis can consistently perform at a level that you would say probably two thirds of the league has a lot more volatility on a night to night basis with some of their players. Um, and they're just, yeah, the jazz are at a tier where I would say you, if someone wanted to make an argument for them being a contender this year, sure. Because easily how they're playing right now. I mean, look what the nuggets did last year and could easily put them in the same place. And they're probably a better defensive team than that Nuggets team in some regards. Um, they, they, are de- they are definitely yeah. a better defensive team than the Nuggets. Well, this year's Nuggets, yeah. But I meant last year, like comparatively. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's an argument to be had about it all. But I at the same see... time, you see what that Nuggets team did against the Lakers. And, it, I mean, yeah, they could upset the Clippers, but – I still think the Lakers are the best team in the, the West and in the entire league. I and mean, Lakers better. Hashtag Lakers better. The parallel that I draw with the Jazz is I view them very similarly with the number one team in the East, the Sixers. I think that both mm. teams are overperforming and they will regress to the mean. I here, my, here, my only the argument to that is there are definite moments if the you took even the Sixers Lakers in a like there are moments I think Joel Embiid could be the best player on the court I do not see an instance where like Donovan Mitchell even though I love Donovan Mitchell he is ever going to be the best player on the court against like specifically the Lakers or even maybe the Clippers maybe I thought that until the bubble and then he did what he did in the first five games against the Nuggets where he was I mean, everyone, I think everyone now kind of thinks of Jamal in that series. Yeah. Donovan's game was one through three for sure, but he had some battles with Jamal later too. Man, I might have to rewatch some of those. Those were so Oh, I mean, that was an incredible series. Uh, Oh, my God. That was – I'm like getting chills just thinking about it. But where I was going with that, PJ, is – I spent a lot of time today after you and I were like, all right, you know, we're going to record tonight. And I was thinking, okay, like I haven't like updated on some of this stuff lately. So like, let me make sure I'm not missing kind of where the square, like kind of where teams and players are kind of sitting right now. So spent a lot of time on basketball reference and checked out a lot of the jazz players, a lot of Sixers players. Do you know what Seth Curry's shooting from three right now? Isn't he, is he like above 50%? 48 and a half percent. Oh, he is. Okay. Do you know, and this, this 
originally started because I saw a tweet saying Tobias Harris should be an all-star, which I was like, Oh no, Tobias. Yeah. Dr. Tobias whisperer. Did you see what he's shooting for three? He's shooting like 48, 45%, 45. Yeah. Danny green, 38%. Joel 40%. I knew that Joel was having an amazing season period, but I did not think that he was now actually a threat from there. He is. They've been – that team is just completely lights out. Yeah. Like they, they're <laughs> yeah, they're on, dip, but like – Their starting five is perfectly tailored to Simmons and Embiid. Yeah. It's, it's ideal. It's not going to be a great long-term option because you have Danny Green in there getting up there in age. Um, Seth is 30. But still, they, if you've got two guys that can shoot – if you got three guys, they could shoot north of 38%. Maybe be adding Gigi Redick in there soon. Ooh, I, I don't have good things to say about JJ here, so I don't know if we're ready to dive into that. But um, Be respectful. Hey, I love JJ Redick. Love his podcast. Love his house in Brooklyn. Check out an Architectural Digest if, if you haven't seen it already. It's truly something to behold. Um, he's had a fabulous career. I'm just not sure how long of a career he's really got left, but we'll see. Um, you be careful now because when he gets traded to the Sixers and he starts shooting 40% from three, gonna pull up this clip and we will remember. I'm rooting for it. Would love to see it. I'm a huge JJ Reddick fan. Evil JJ Reddick till the day I die. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about some trades a little bit because the, the Pelicans do have some decisions to make. They've had a weird start to the season. Quick aside, was thinking today that Zion was maybe having a lackluster start to his career. Zion is having a, a walking bucket and shooting almost 60% from the floor, and he's no threat from three. Like, <laughs> doesn't shoot threes. Yeah. He started a little bit. You'll see him with an occasional one or two attempts a game. Doesn't shoot threes. Still puts up 23-ish points a game. Still have B.I. with them. Lonzo's the question mark, not having a great season, uh, has yet, you know, put, put some scoring together, but has yet to put everything that people were expecting out of him together in a season up to this point. Playmaking's at a premium. Uh, maybe should, I mean, do you think that the Pelicans should trade Lonzo? Yeah, I mean, I. JJ's almost a known brainer. I'm assuming he's dealt. I, if they depend on what they can get back from, I mean, the the one trade I saw a couple of days ago, or the idea of them trading Ubre for Lonzo, and I don't know if I would do that if I was the Warriors, but I also think I would do that if I was the Warriors, just because they need someone to help Steph defensively. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that if I was the Warriors, but I think I do if I was the <laughs> I just don't know if I want Lonzo and Wiggins on the same team together, but Kelly Ubre has been just that bad for them that I think Lonzo and Andrew Wiggins are like the complete opposite of one another. Like Wiggins is actually, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I want those two polar in that regard of like, one just dude, get those two together and be like Lonzo, like why don't you tell Wiggins about the importance of defense, <laughs> rebounding and passing and Wiggins, why don't you tell Lonzo the importance of having like, one go-to offensive move. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, they should probably, uh, 
if they did that, I think it would be fun. I think it'd be fun to see Lonzo and Steph in the a backcourt together. Um, I, I'm all like, you can make. That I just think I think work. the yeah. I, I just think that I mean I would say they need that the the Pelicans what they need is like scoring because I I oh just think God. at this point in time you cannot rely on like Eric Butzel being your third scoring option. I just, you, you can't do it. And I think when they got Butzel, like everyone sort of realized there was some overlap between him and Lonzo. Um, and I think they just need a different fit there. They just need something else. Um, because in, yeah, unless for the Pelicans, it, it like is completely dependent on Ingram and Zion to, have amazing nights all the time. And if those guys are off at all, it's just like it's a drop off. Um, I do not think I would do this trade if I was the Pelicans. Oubre. Oh, he's been really these, these numbers are tough. This is hard to, this is tough. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, but I think it's like he, He's showing in like a. I think he's been better recently in the few games. Um, but yeah, the Ubre thing is, I've been wrong, been real wrong about how that situation was going to have be go down. Well, it is weird. He was north of thirty percent since being in the league, with the exception of one season, shooting twenty three percent this year. Yeah, that's I, not good. I think from- anyone. I, I, even those that would be the biggest critics of them in de- deciding to be Ubre be the guy they would go for, I don't think even those harshest of critics would have been like, oh yeah, but watch when Kelly Ubre shoots twenty three percent from three, and then don't don't come crying to me when that happens. No one saw that. Yeah, my goodness. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if the Warriors could deal Ubre right now. I think you'd have to attach something to it. I, a tough time seeing that happen but yeah i think red x is going to be on the move um bradley beal is the talk of the town he is not demanding he is not demanding a trade want is perfectly fine with staying this is nba twitter that is just that we said i said after the Harden trade and then like in a way but this is just this is what we do now it's it's next superstar trade we couldn't get Giannis trade Harden gets traded, so who's next of eligible superstars get traded? And it's Bradley Beal is the next guy. And then when it's Bradley Beal's gone, then it will end up being uh, – maybe we'll end up going back to Giannis or, <laughs> you know. It's going to be Towns. Yeah, could be Towns. Towns is a great option. Or it's – Do I get to – I talk about the Timberwolves now? Or it's going to be um, – Oh, shoot. I just had my other eligible trade guy. Um, oh, or De'Aaron Fox. It was my other, my other one on there. Yeah, well, the, the Kings are, are going to be – I have a serious doubt that you're going to see Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox on that team two year, within the next two years. No, and Hal, Hal Burton is good. No, like, no. he's going to be – he has been as advertised. People were saying, like, yeah, if you want an NBA ready guard, he's the guy. And or Ja. Is. Ja will be one of the Ja will be in the conversation. Do the Grizzlies need to move on? Yeah. Uh, well, 
the Grizzlies are going to give him all the money he wants. And he's going to be a Grizzly for a long time. I have no right. doubts about Ja, but yeah, I'm going to give you my like three minutes on the Tim rolls really quick. That's how you want to fit this in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have any other, there. What else am I going to fit it in? Are we going to, we have a segment of worst teams, in the NBA that we need to hit on. I don't remember seeing that. I mean, they're the not the Wizards. I would rather have you the Timberwolves than the Wizards. I'd rather be the Timberwolves than the um, Detroit Pistons. Yes, but that's very low-hanging fruit. That, I mean, I the Pistons had, like, the weirdest offseason, even though Jeremy Grant might be worth the money. I don't know. He's pretty good. But uh, I'm – I, we haven't talked about our respective Homer teams and we're, we should talk about the nugget or the, the bulls have been, the bulls are kind of good. Um, they were not good last night. Levine has been great. They had a very tough loss to Portland where Dame executed them. That was awesome. It was dope. I, <laughs> I, it happened and I just laughed and I was like, now you're just like, um, I think I would love to have I, been I bought Hulu in live your TV head right after that. I really, no. <laughs> I think we should, I should have, I owed him something. It was, that's entertainment, dude. I mean, no, he, him making it like, it was funny because that loose ball happens and he goes and I just, in my mind, the shock, my, the head lock goes, be really crazy if David like I'd be like, oh, is he about to make this? Oh, he did. He drilled it. Yeah, I mean, he, he is. is. He is. Oh, he is the man. <laughs> that dude is, is. That dude is. That's bad. He's that, a bad that is, man. That is my dude. Dame, I, Dame has been so good. The Portland's gonna be. Portland is gonna be fine. Other than Giannis, I and LeBron, like Damian Lillard, I would root so hard for in a finals i'm i don't know if we're ever gonna see it portland is good i personally i've had this this fan fiction thing forever but if i would could be given a gift it would be to pair dame and Giannis together and those that would be literally my favorite basketball team ever created i don't know who else is around it i don't care i don't I, know if you're that duo man. would Soak my socks. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say Dame and LeBron for a second. Nah, though they would be that would be that'd cool be cool too. too. But no, Dame and Giannis, I just feel like would complement each other perfectly in every way. So I, anyway, I'm I Timberwolves. My quick thing on the Timberwolves, they've um, I'm bringing this up, and I will preface it with. There is not a lot to say about the Timberwolves. Uh, they have. Well, it's been tough without Cat. That's I feel Kat, like you can't really go. You couldn't have gone harder on them until Cat came back, and then he's been but back. It, for it's them. it's now twenty one games into the season. Cat has played, I think, four of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So he has barely played. He is coming off of his own family COVID tragedy. He yeah. has he re-injured his wrist right away. So this is not like a it has nothing to do with cat. It is just this they, that team It has everything to do with cat. 
it, it has everything and nothing to do with cat. The way that I feel has nothing to do with cat personally, yeah. but this is me saying that this really sucks. I'm having a really tough time being a Timberwolves fan and even like buying in like 1% to being a fan of the Timberwolves right now. I can't watch games on Fox sports North because they are like banning it from, from the app. Can't watch it. You're blacklisted. They like Black- won't, they will not play. It will not work streaming anywhere. Can't, can't watch it. Can't Is watch the Bulls game, game. Why? It's like a similar, I think it was a very similar situation as the Nuggets ran into in Denver last year. It's just oh. like the regional sports network just can't watch games. Even if you could watch games, they've actually been competitive in some and have had some of the worst fourth quarters that I can remember in the NBA. They have been yeah. atrocious. They had Cole Anthony hit a game winner against them after they were leading late against the Magic. They were up 15 in the fourth quarter last night against the Spurs. They have been terrible. And Ryan Saunders should not. Yeah, they lost to the Spurs last night. They were up 15 in the fourth quarter. Now I understand why. I missed that part of this. This has been... This has been the season for hell for, from the for hell from hell for the team, which is unfortunate. But D'Angelo Russell has been bad. R- Ricky Rubio has been bad. Jarrett Culver didn't take a jump. Josh Okochi has been terrible offensively, and honestly, is not. I don't know if he can play him. Like he's that bad. Yeah. And Hernan Gomez they resigned. The only thing that is making this team even okay to watch. It's Malik Beasley. Yeah. He has been really good. He's been like, I mean, people were hating on the four year $60 million. I'd much rather pay him four year $60 million than some of the contracts that the Clippers dealt off this, this off season. He is, he is good. He is a good NBA player. He deserves to make that type of money, but this team is, the only chance that they have of being decent in the next four years is if they retain their top three pick. If they lose their top three pick in the draft six months from now, five months from they now. They are going to lose it. It's top three protected. I thought it was unprotected. It's not. It's unprotected the next year. But it is top three protected this year. They could keep it. If they lose it this year, they are going to be – why are you complaining? Because the now their NBA their draft odds, the lottery odds are not great anymore. They are not. Yeah. There's a very good. If you're in the top three, yeah. yeah, we'll see. But my point is, this it's it's cold up here. You just got a foot of snow, of snow in Chicago. It's cold in the Midwest in general. We're in a we're in, in COVID shutdown. Uh, the light where you'd see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's not here yet. And the Timberwolves are having maybe the most depressing season since I have been located in the state, and it's tough. That's my that is, I just wanted to, I felt compelled I mean, to talk about it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have, I feel like the first, I, I think this season will be Ryan Saunders last. He should not be an NBA head coach. Yeah, I think that's. That's not I had a lot of confidence. I like him. He says all the right things. He is, um, 
I had a lot of confidence in him because I think Gerson Rosas knows what he's doing. Uh, and he decided to keep him. He should not be. Because I don't think he had a better – I don't think there was, like, a option. But, I mean, not to say this is going to be the quip, but if you look at the difference of, of just, like, a – from Brett Brown to Doc of the Sixers that we were talking about, you get some sort of self-actualized, like, you get the right coach that fits sort of what he's looking to do. I, I can't write off what – because they've clearly, by trading for D'Angelo – they made the decision that they were going to build around cat. I still would think that cat in your cat's got to be the number. Like, I don't necessarily think cat can be the best player on a championship team. Um, to your point of, I mean, he has shown no ability to do so. The one playoff series he ever played it in, yeah. he got outplayed by Clint Capella. So, yeah, I mean, I think to your point though, like, if there, I, I didn't know. I thought this pick was on the Warriors pick was on. They get they gave the Warriors was unprotected. So they've got a chance to keep that. That's pretty cool because that's probably your best chance of having any progress because this upcoming draft class, by all accounts, yeah. is supposed to be stacked. So you add that piece of whoever that is. And if they can complement D'Angelo, Malik, and Cat, I think it's something. I think there is something that could be there. This is very pie in the sky. I mean, if I was being the most realistic on the chances of the Timberwolves to uh, actually be competitive again, the things that would have to happen is, A, Glenn Taylor sells the team, and, B, there's some chance that, the NBA adds two expansion teams and they decide to move the Timberwolves over the Eastern conference. Cause I think that's the best chance is to not be in the Western conference anymore. They, they are by far. I mean, the Thunder are almost a 500 team and the Thunder have a significantly worse roster yeah. than the Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a much worse roster. I mean, who Shea Gilchrist Alexander, like they have constant NBA players. Don't get me wrong. Like George Hill is probably going to get dealt but Al Horford, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, like they have NBA professionals on that team. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander is like definitely a guy you want to build around. But holy shit, I, I don't – I mean, they have they have no shot anywhere else. Like you go top to bottom, and there is not a team that's really going to be bad anytime soon. You can pick up the Spurs, maybe. You can say the Rockets if they sell. Kings that they have to blow it up and trade something. The Kings, like, the Kings, yeah, I think the Kings are probably your best. The Rockets have been actually like pretty good, even after trading James Harden. Like shout out the to Rockets. Have, the Rockets have won until last. They're night almost five hundred. Had run. They are five hundred. They're ten and ten. They yeah. won five in a row. Like the, the Rockets. <laughs> when you, I mean, I know it's a ridiculous two K team, but like. John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins, like they're – P.J. Tucker is a piece that anyone would want to have in the rotation. Like it's tough, I guess, is, and I'm, I'm done complaining about it, but we hadn't talked about the Timberwolves for more than I think a total of five minutes thus far this season. Mm-hmm. And um, that's my Timberwolves take. It is – it's glim. It's looking glimmer, and they need to get lucky and keep their draft pick. Um, and that's that. They need some luck for sure. But uh, let's, we got 
Some good games tonight. We got Lakers and Nuggets tonight, which is going to be a great one. Um, Jokic and Giannis comparisons really circling as of late. Jokic is unanimous approval rating right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if we need to pivot and really double down on some Jokic, LeBron, MVP stuff for bets. What are the odds? I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling – but I, I, I'll say this, though. I mean, I was like, Luca's going to win it because every NBA writer was saying Luca's going to win it, kind of going in. Um, He's not going to win it. Here's my one argument, though. He showed – now, like, they're not there yet, but he puts together a month run, and he would be right back in it. He needs NBA to... writers want him to be MVP this year, so all he's got to do is give him a reason. If his numbers go up... I mean, he needs to stop shooting needs so many to sh- threes. He needs to shoot better. Yeah, um, he really does. He cannot win MVP if, it, if he is shooting... 29% from three. Not going to happen. Um, yeah, you're right. So he's going to have to like shoot 40% from here on out in order for this to happen. And I, I still think he's to there shoot yet. 35% and they'll, they'll, they'll I think it'd be fin- I think he'd be finished at 35, but to get there, he's going to have to shoot 40 for a while. Like, I mean, he just, he kind of does. No, they'll just they'll do a skew of like since, since February 4th, Luca's shot. This has been his stats, and this is why he's the MVP. I, 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 I mean, it's. I think we need to make some midseason adjustments on that. Having all said that, maybe I did maybe. want to bring up this this Jokic quote uh, that he had when they asked him about LeBron, um, and he was like, "The question was on how he and LeBron are similar," and Jokic's response was, "Athleticism, quickness. I don't know if he can jump as high as me." I loved it. I'm telling you, you unanimous approval rating. Yeah. I mean, he he's the most relatable NBA player ever. Um, and yes, I'm not shocked at all that the um, Jokic stock is up and people are down on Giannis. I'll be honest, go for it. You know, I just can't Jokic, believe he's most relatable. Jokic is the most relatable superstar that we have in sports um, in terms of stature of athletic ability i mean he's the everyman superstar and that's fine i just you know i what? just can't believe he's averaging 27 points a game i'm not that surprised he's really good I, he's a I, really really good basketball player i get that but he just never he never shot he has never shot this much he essentially came into the season as like i'm gonna shoot three more times a game and i'm gonna make all of them yeah i, I think they probably said Nicola, you should shoot more. <laughs> and he's I, like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. I, mean, I, I think he's, he's, I think it's like very similar to LeBron in the sense of like, if you told LeBron, hey, LeBron, we need you to, like, we don't have enough offense or like, our, our, we're best on offense when you're scoring first. Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that he's just, that, that helps their team so much. Um, He's so yeah, good. He's but he's going to be say, he's going to be awesome tonight too. I'm excited to see. Oh, I mean, well, he'll have I mean, the Lakers are the Lakers will probably going to put him in his place a little bit, I think. Well, they match up 
they match up well with with the Nuggets. I don't think anyone can guard Jokic. I know that they can throw AD at him. I don't think anyone can guard him. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is everyone wants to get off the Giannis train for Jokic. Go for it. Great. The Greek freak train was getting a little crowded. Uh, we need a little more elbow room. But all I'll let you know is you're off now. No more entry. Can't come back. Been here since day one. Got a front row seat on the snow piercer train of the Giannis bandwagon. And we're not letting any of you peasants up to the front of the. Oh, my goodness. Okay. If you well, yeah. now, you can keep working your way up. It's a great time to be in there. Stock's a little lower. If Giannis don't just sell, makes. Don't GameStop this stock because you're going to pay in billions like those hedge funds. If Giannis just makes his free throws. That would They're going to be fine. It, I don't understand if you told me, hey, Giannis is going to be healthy. Chris Middleton is going to easily have a 50-40-90 season and yeah. also be healthy. What do you think the record, the Bucks right. record after 20 games is? I would have said 18 or, you know, 17 and three. Nah, they're they're like you know they're gonna be fine, and they're still gonna end up being like the two. I could be an idiot, but I I feel confident. Like I have more confidence in this team heading in the playoffs than I did the team last year. Well, if they put if they put it together defensively, it's done. They are they are a great offensive team. They're they're. They are incredibly, incredibly good offensively. They got better. Like Drew Holiday, Drew everything that they wanted, how they wanted this to look offensively outside of Giannis just shooting well, threes from well, and I mean, clip. Well, here's the. Th- I mean, my one piece of this though is like they're trying, and like I'm very glad they're doing this of like not letting Giannis be like the sole having the offense run solely through him. And there is like a second gear of him, I think, needing to, and like this is where some of that, like, with him just being so good, two-time MVP, but still in so many aspects of playing basketball, like shows very raw ability still, which is is weird, but and confusing, but at the same time, makes some sense. Um, and I think it's just like from an idea of his limited exposure to basketball in terms of like amount of time he's played it compared to some of these other guys um, where he was kind of just super like he was kind of on his path where he's just super athletic and just frequency long could just do kind of things with his natural ability. Um, I feel like this season is a great launching point for him in his growth though, because I think through this season, it's going to be kind of, forced upon him to figure some things out and he's going to I think come over the hump on the other end I'm confident of it of like learning that he can score and all of a sudden realize like oh wow I can get some easier buckets because of the pieces around me um well that's the thing is it's and it does seem like he's putting it together like they had a really awesome win against the Pacers where he was unstoppable and they were they dominated from start to finish he is having the most efficient season of his career if you take out threes yeah, and free throws. It's just he is his shot selection out. Like when he's not shooting threes, it's like, yeah, he's probably going to knock that down like 60% of the time. And he's still putting up 27 a game. 
Um, and that's with two guys that are averaging 17 plus and Middleton seems like every shot that he takes goes in. I mean, that's, that's kind of, a very good season. Yeah. Like every time that he has an open look, you're like, Oh, that's, that's going to go in. Yeah. So the Bucks, yeah, that, that I'm not, I'm not too worried about them. It's, we talked about this before the season started regular season. Doesn't matter. Like they're going to be top four. And then it's a matter of what they do in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but let's close up shop, dude. Um, this is, this was fun. Uh, looking forward to seeing how the games tonight pan out and hopefully we get some more trades coming up here soon and Super Bowl week and Super Bowl week. Let's go Chiefs. back to Mahomes. Someone threw three and a half million dollars down on the Bucks today. Yeah, that sucks. That dude's gonna lose it. Should that does suck. Stop. I don't, I can't. That's tough. Tough, my guy. Anyway, um, thank you everyone for listening. Be good. We'll talk to you all. The winner takes all. It's the thrill of one more kill. The last one to fall. We'll never sacrifice their will. Don't ever look back on the world closing. Yeah.